0: Come in, sir. The other guests have arrived, and are gathered in the drawing room. Thank you, Bryson. Devil of a night. Indeed, sir. Oh, Bryson. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you, too. It was a foggy night, and I was driving home with my girlfriend. Because of the fog, I'd gotten off the I-80 and was taking a side road where there was less traffic. Out of the blue, my girlfriend said, Something's wrong. Get us out of here. I had no idea what she was talking about. I could see nothing unusual. But she was freaking out. What are you waiting for? She was scaring me. Get us out of here, now! (laughs) She was such a calm and rational person. And this was very atypical behaviour. So I sped up, then got us back onto the interstate. She later explained that she was hit with a dark and threatening vibe, for lack of a better word. She was adamant that she felt pure evil and that we were in danger. I'll never forget the look on her face. The next morning, the newspaper told the story of a murder. A woman's body had been found in the exact area we were when my girlfriend had her premonition. She was raped and beaten to death in a most violent manner. Maybe it was just the fog that scared her, but I believe that we were driving past this murder site as it was taking place, and that she had had a guardian angel watching over her, who steered us away from this evil To this day, the memory of that night makes my heart race. Story number two is The Basement. When I was a kid, we used to visit my grandparents for Christmas. The top floor of the house still had the bedroom of my great-grandparents, and everyone who slept in that bed would wake up in the morning with the feeling that someone was standing over them, watching them. When we were there, I used to wake up early and watch the Saturday morning cartoons. On one of these mornings, I went into the kitchen to get some cereal. the door to the basement was open. There was nothing down there except the laundry, but I found it extremely creepy for some reason and would try my best to avoid it. I wondered why the door was open and who could be down there so early in the morning. If anyone was doing laundry I would have heard the washing machine. I went over to the door to close it. Then I heard a noise. It came from the basement. I peered down the stairs and into the darkness below. Dad? Are you down there? I felt a chill and was filled with the sense that I shouldn't have asked that question. I was about to turn and go when I got my answer. No. (laughs) Scared does not cover what I felt. It was a primal, conscious-altering terror. I slammed the door and ran to my room Slamming that door as well. I got back into bed and dove under the false security of the covers. Eventually, my dad came into my room. Why are you watching cartoons? Are you okay? I didn't tell him what happened. I didn't think he'd believe me and I knew it wasn't him playing a joke on me. He wasn't that kind of dad. Years later, when I was around 17, I told him about my experience with the basement, and he said when he was a kid, he used to play down there. But one day, when he was alone in the basement, he heard something. Hello, Paul. and there were other occurrences. When he was home alone, he'd hear footsteps coming up the basement stairs. It was a little comforting, I guess, knowing that someone else had heard that voice, but it was also disturbing to know that this thing had been in my grandparents' basement for at least 35 years. This next one is set in the woods, in a cabin, at night time. <laughs> I needed to get away for a couple of days, so I booked a cabin in the North Mississippi woods. I arrived at about 8pm. I lit the propane lantern that I brought with me. Then got myself settled in. At around 10.30, I went to bed, listening to the rain as I dozed off. It was about 3 a.m. when I was woken. Hello? There was no response. Who's there? I grabbed my flashlight and pistol. and headed to the door. Who is it? I pulled back the curtain on the door window and lit it up with the flashlight. There was no one there. With my pistol ready, I opened the door. There should have been wet footprints, as the porch was under a gable, but the floorboards were dry. I tried to get back to sleep, but I couldn't. And as soon as the sun rose, I drive back to the city I had the flu for most of last week, as you'll hear in this next story. It was the last one I recorded before I had to stop and take to my bed for a couple of days. I couldn't really speak without having a coughing fit. So that's why it's a short episode this week. Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening, especially if you're a Patreon supporter. And I'll see you next week. I was in the military, stationed in the UAE, and camped on the shores of the Persian Gulf. I was a radio operator on the night shift. Apart from our buildings, there were a few pre-existing, abandoned and condemned buildings. I went outside to smoke a cigarette. And was listening to the lapping of the waves from the nearby gulf. I finished the cigarette, then headed to the bathrooms to use the facilities. As I headed back, I had to pass one of those abandoned buildings, and from somewhere inside it, I heard something. It was around 2 a.m. and the only people up were the command staff, the radio operators and the guards. But they were at the gate, at least 150 yards away. I figured I should check it out. As I got nearer to the building, I could hear it a little more clearly. It was really three sounds. Something similar to a bear, a baby's cry, and what sounded like something heavy being dragged across the floor of the building. Every fiber of my being was telling me to get away from that building as fast as possible. But, I thought there might be someone in there, who needed help. I took a deep breath, and went in. At first, there was silence. Hello? I took another step, and suddenly, I was in a totally dark environment with only the dullest light from the doorway persisting. I heard the cry again, but this time it seemed to come from inside my head. Then two large glowing yellow eyes appeared from the darkness just a few feet in front of me. I turned and ran. I got back to the light of the street lamps and stopped to catch my breath. Then, it occurred to me that I had only run for 15 or 20 yards. Yet, I felt like I'd just run a marathon. When I looked past the building I could see something illuminated in the moonlight. It looked like a fox crossed with a kangaroo, nearly as tall as me, up on its haunches and swaying from side to side. What I remember most though was its eyes, yellow glowing eyes that were too big for its face. It gave out a weird little cry, <coughs> then disappeared into the night. I walked back to the operation centre, and when I went inside, The gunny on duty looked at me and said, You okay? You look like you saw a ghost. I didn't tell him what happened. I didn't want anyone thinking I was losing it. It's been a few years now, but I still have the odd nightmare about that creature.